The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Oh, hi. Who is it? This is the place to talk about everything related to the home. Buying or selling real estate, financing, and improvements that can help increase your home's value. I'm gonna make this place your this is Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Here's your host, Jason Walgrave. Good morning, folks, and welcome back. This is Minnesota Home Talk. We're live on Score North on 1500. And, uh, of course, we're live every Saturday morning on demand at minnesotahometalk.com. I'm your host, Jason Walgrave with Walgrave Real Estate Group and the Minnesota Real Estate Team with Remax Advantage Plus. Uh, very excited to introduce... Uh, new to the show, uh, Scott Doran this morning with Bogo Pest Control. Uh, Scott, very excited to have you in here. Thank you very much. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, some pest control uh, stuff later in the show. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. This morning, um, Mr. Mr. Overson is not here. Uh, he hurt his back last night, Evan. Did you hear about this? I mean, a little bit. He was uh, He's probably doing legs, doing leg day again. Putting too much weight on there. I mean, that's how it works. <laughs> you do you do something you're not supposed to, or you lose your concentration, and then before you know it, you've broken your neck while doing squats. And you know that firsthand, don't you? <laughs> I really, really do. Uh, so we're going to give away this morning. We're going to give away a fifty dollar Amazon gift card for the best real estate or pest control question. So if you're interested in winning 50 bucks to Amazon, give us a call with your question. Real estate or pest control related, anything and everything real estate related, uh, the phone lines, we're going to open them up right away at 651-646-8255 is the call number. Phone lines are open at 651-646-8255. That is the call number. Uh, We've got uh, a text line this morning. Actually, we're not going to be able to do the text line because my phone is running Facebook Live right now. And, uh, uh, so we'll just, we do, we could do, uh, what's your, what's your cell phone, Scott? My cell phone yeah, number? Yeah, we'll, we'll give out your number. <laughs> we'll give, we'll give out Evan's phone number. Actually, we'll give out mine. 612-419-9425. Uh, that is the text line. Uh, so if you got questions, you can text them this morning to 612-419-9425. And then, of course, we've got the studio line. We'll keep those lines open throughout the show. Give us a call this morning. $50 gift card to Amazon for the best real estate or pest control question. Uh, again, uh, studio lines are open at 651-646-8255. That is the call number. Give us a call at 651 651- Four six eight two five five. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, Live right now, so go to Facebook.com, and you can uh, go to my personal page, Jason Walgrave, watch us live on there. Uh, uh, studio lines, and we'll keep these open throughout the show. The studio lines are 651-646-8255, giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon for the best real estate or pest control question. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Studio lines are open at 651 646 8255. Of course, we've got our text line this morning is 612-419-9425. Uh, 612-419-9425. All right, this is what we've got today. Uh, top six eco-friendly home features buyers want. We started this last week, and um, we got through about half of them. We've got uh, first-time gardener. Uh, here's how to prepare for fall. 
We have uh, how to simplify the home buying process for first-time home buyers, and then uh, if we have time, thirteen ways to step up your defense against hackers. Hackers, Scott. That's what we got. That's what we're dealing with these days. Yeah, hackers are no good. Hackers are no good. So we're going to be talking about lots of good stuff. Again, phone lines are open. 651-646-8255 is the call number. We've got BOGO Pest Control. Scott Dorn here. We're going to be talking about your pest control needs, what uh, what, uh, your company offers, uh, what makes you guys different from everybody else. I'm really impressed with uh, with you and Mike and what you guys are doing. Um, So I'm looking forward to uh, talking more about it. Phone lines are open. 651-646-8255 is the call-in number. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, what do we got? Smoking hot listings. We're going to start in Richfield, located at 6411 Knox Avenue. Um, this is a spectacular one and a half story with 1,824 square feet, four bedrooms, two bathrooms, oversized two car garage. Uh, it's a phenomenal lot, fenced in backyard, ton of outdoor living space. Uh, this home is mint and it is move in ready. Priced at $369,900. We got an open house scheduled on this home tomorrow between 11 and 1. Uh, so Sunday, 11 to 1, open house. It's located at 6411 Knox Avenue South in Richfield. We've got a coming soon. This property is amazing. I'd love to own this property. It's up in, um, well, it's over in uh, Minong. It's, uh, this one is actually on the market right now. It's been on the market uh, about two weeks. It's located at W75. 100 Wayland Drive in Minong, Wisconsin. It's a five-bedroom, four-bathroom, four-car garage. 2004 built, 3,724 square feet. This is a lakeshore property. We've got uh, 158 feet of lakeshore. It is uh, 3,724 square feet, 1.35 acres. Uh, and this home is on the market for 675000 New listing in, in uh, Brooklyn Park. Nice little two-bedroom, one-bath, uh, one-car garage townhome. Uh, located at 6568 uh, 84th Court North in Brooklyn Park. This home is on the market for $122,500 in Elk River. Folks, we've got an executive two-story. Uh, big home, 4,475 square feet, third of an acre lot. Four bedroom, four bathroom, three car garage, 2006 built. Uh, this home is located at 10807 184th Court Northwest. On the market for $450,000. In Henderson, folks, this is a smoking hot deal in Henderson, Minnesota. Located at 149 Woodland Drive, a five-bedroom, three-bathroom, two-car garage, 2001 built. We've got our, this is a Rambler. We've got a total of 2,824 square feet on nearly a half-acre lot in wonderful Henderson, Minnesota. We've got a, a really cool video that we made of this home that we can send out to you. This home is priced at $314,900, and it's a smoking hot deal in Henderson, uh, this one should go very quickly. In Maplewood, located at 1239 Dorland Road South. Four bedroom, two bathroom, two car garage, 1951 built, 2,000 square feet, completely renovated. All new kitchen, bathroom, uh, four bedroom, two bathroom, two car garage. It's got a huge, it's on a huge lot, 0.75 acres. Uh, basement is finished, the main floor is finished, and the the, um, the second story is all finished on the market for $279,900 in Prior Lake in the Wilds Development, located at 14288 Wilds Overlook Northwest. Five-bedroom, five-bathroom, uh, four-car garage, 2007 built, 6,450 square feet. This is a big house, 6,450 square feet on a half-acre lot cul-de-sac. Uh, we've got a theater all custom built woodwork, uh, millwork throughout, custom design, main floor master, 
This home is incredible on the market for $969,000. We've got an investment opportunity, a five-unit apartment building for sale in St. Paul, completely renovated, uh, completely renovated property. This home is, or this property rather, is very, very nice. All redone. Uh, just under 5,000 total square feet, uh, five units it is, uh, it's an income-producing property. It's got some really good numbers on it. On the market for $1.25 million. We've got a development opportunity in Mound, Minatrista, right on the border of Mound, Minatrista, located at 6639-6701 Bartlett Boulevard in Mound. This is 5.85 acres. Minnetonka Lakeshore property, 5.85 acres on the market for $2.5 million. And uh, Pebble Creek Custom Homes has... One lot left in the Twin Ponds development uh, in Savage, Prior Lake School District. And I think that lot is priced at $110,000. they have got four or five of those lots on hold right now. So they're building homes in that seven, I would say high high sixes, low seven start, uh, up to about $1.2 million in that development. So for more information, uh, you can go to our website, minnesotahometalk.com. We have all of our fantastic partners on there. Uh, we've got a ton of great uh, resources for buying, selling, investing in real estate, financing, refinancing. Uh, we offer free market analysis on your, on your home or investment property. Uh, sell your home in 72 hours. Are you interested? We have a program. We're partnered up with 72 Sold. And if you'd like to learn how to sell your home in 72 hours for full market price, then go to our website, minnesotahometalk.com. Click on Sell Your Home in 72 Hours. Property search. You can create custom searches. We've got uh, tons of reports on real estate, and then of course all of our partners are on the left side. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with our newest partner, Bogo Pest Control, uh, who uh, Scott's on the show with us this morning. Uh, Lift up rental management guys, Home Media Innovations, Kepper, Kepper's Plumbing, Safe Basements in Minnesota, TPM Flooring, Riverland Bank, Trust Vets, Pain Free Patriots, Rock detail home services chestnut cambrone our good buddy jeff o'brien over there uh, sioux falls real estate with marcus walgrave trend home staging ekj appraisals hms home warranty clear choice insurance agency spare key home inspections with neil mulberg urban landworks trademark title credit life we've got nepsis our good buddy josh big biggie england is what we call him over at Nepsis, last switch, Ryan Boyd. Ryan's going to be on the show next week, so make sure you tune in next week uh, to uh, talk to Ryan. Uh, Todd Rooker, uh, the master of many, many things. Todd Rooker, uh, stay tuned to uh, this radio station. Cover Your Assets is on right after this show. Todd Rooker, uh, he always brings uh, some exceptional information and a, a level of energy and creativity unlike anyone else in the universe. Is that right, Evan? I think that's a pretty fair statement. Todd is nothing if not endless energy personified. It's it's a it is it is true. It is amazing. Uh Todd's probably listening right now, so uh you're welcome, Todd. All right, uh, Bella remodeling and roofing. Uh we've got uh, Pebble Creek Custom Homes, a leader one financial, and of course Remax Advantage Plus. So go to our website, Minnesotahometalk.com, click on any of the partners to connect directly. We've got uh, upcoming events, past shows, and um information about us. Minnesotahometalk.com, best way to get a hold of us anytime during the week. And uh, we are looking forward to hearing from you. All right, big, big show this morning. We did hot deals, we've got uh, we're going to finish up the top six eco-friendly home features buyers want, and then we're going to go into first-time gardener. Are you a first-time gardener? I think there's a lot of first-time gardeners this year. I think a lot of folks, because of the 
additional time that we've uh, been spending at home. I think there's a lot of vegetable gardens, flower gardens, and a lot of gardeners, first-time gardeners. We'll be talking about that. We got uh, how to simplify home buying process for first-time buyers and then 13 ways to step up your defense against hackers. That's right. All right, we're gonna do before we're gonna do market updates real quick. Then we're gonna go to a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna be talking to Bogo Pest Control. Scott Dorn is here. Mike's listening, right? Yes, he is. So he sent me this this email yesterday of uh, some some stuff, some highlights, and I was uh, he, in his email. It, it made it sound like he was gonna be here because he, he referenced we. Where, where should we meet you, and where we where when will it begin? Where should what should we do? But um, Mike's not here, so we got to give him a hard time. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Mike deserves it. Mike does deserve a hard no, time. No, Mike is awesome. I love Mike. Well, he is awesome, but he still deserves a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, market updates in the Twin Cities metro area right now. Inventory of homes for sale, 9,262 homes, 9,262 homes for sale. A year ago at this time, inventory was at 13,294. So that's down 30%. Pending home sales in the last three months. 20,238 a year ago. We were at 18,599. So pending home sales are up 9% from this time last year. Pending home sales are up 9% from this time last year. It's incredible. Uh, inventory is down 30%. Uh, median sale price currently, 313,000. A year ago, we were at three or 283,000. So 313 today compared to 283 last year at this time. That means the median sale price is up 10.6%. Wow. You know, incredible, incredible what's going on in the market. Um, affordability index is 145. A year ago, we were at 146. Homes per buyer currently 1.9. So about two. A year ago, we were at 2.7. So just under three. So that's down 29%. Average days on market, 41 days. 41 days on the market right now. That's the average days on market. A year ago, we were at 38. Uh, and homes are selling currently for 100.1%. Of the list price a year ago, we were at ninety nine point six percent. So uh, that's really good stats. It's it's incredible that the stats are as good as they are for what's been going on uh, in the world with uh, COVID, and to see the real estate activity in in the Twin Cities is remarkable. Um, and that's not for everybody. That's not for all agents. Not for all teams. But uh, we made a decision early on. Uh, probably second week in, in March or second week of the shutdown. And we we made a decision as a team that we were going to remain calm, focused, and positive, and that we were going to get up every day and work hard and make sure that our clients and customers knew that we were available. And that's what we've done as a team. That's what Mike Overson and his team have done throughout the last six months. Uh, and uh, we're, we're having a record year. Um, we're, we're very thankful to, to, to be doing that's awesome um, as, as much as we are and just being able to be there and, and be working and be available. Um, it's been really good in the stats. If you look at the, the overall market stats, um, a lot of activity. I mean, to have sales up man, to have sales up 9% is just, uh, incredible from this time last year. So if you like these market updates or statistics sent over to you, go to our website, minnesotahometalk.com. Um, I can send you the current market updates. I can just shoot you an email. Go to the Ask a Question button on our website, minnesotahometalk.com. Who wants to win $50 to Amazon? We're giving away 50 bucks this morning for the best real estate or pest control question. The phone lines are open at 651-646-8255 is the call number. Give us a call. Anything and everything real estate related, pest control related. Phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. That is the call number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have a text line. You can text your questions to 
419-9425 is the text line, 612-419-9425. Call or text both ways gives you a chance to win $50 to Amazon. You know, we speaking of the $50 Amazon gift card, got a thank you card in the mail yesterday. Scott and uh, opened it up this morning when I was preparing for the show. And it was uh, from a caller uh, that had called in maybe three, four weeks ago. Uh, she had won the $50 Amazon gift card and asked a really good real estate question. But in the, she was a handwritten thank you letter and said, hey, uh, appreciate you doing the show. Uh, thanks for taking our call. We we won the $50 Amazon gift card. Um, I talked about um, how much she appreciated that and that, that $50 was going to go towards uh, the family. And so it was really cool. That's really nice. You don't get people that take the time to write thank no, you letters anymore. Usually it's a text or an email, yeah. if that. I know, right? And a handwritten letter or little little note. So that was cool. So if you'd like to win 50 bucks this morning, give us a call the real estate question. We'll keep the phone lines open throughout the show. 651-646-8255. That is the call number. 651-646-8255. Anything and everything real estate related, we'll keep the phone lines open throughout the show. Are you interested in buying a home but do not qualify for traditional financing? Are you interested in contract for deed financing? Have you gone through um, foreclosure, short sale, bankruptcy, or maybe you're just self-employed, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you need some creative options? We have clients that offer contract for deeds. Give us a call or check us out online at minnesotahometalk.com. Folks, that's Minnesota. Home talk that uh, your house may have. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. The phone lines are open. We're giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon for the best real estate or pest control question this morning. Phone lines are open at 651-646-8255. That is the call-in number. Studio lines are open at 651-646-8255. All right. BOGO Pest Control. Scott, let's start off with uh, what does the name of the company mean, um, which I think is incredibly impressive. It's one of the... One of the reasons why we we started um, a partnership with you guys, but tell me about what Bogo means. Well, Bogo, if you you know if you're shopping at Lunds or Byerly, Bogo means buy one get one. Um, but we flipped it, and what we do is with uh, any service that we provide, we we give ten percent of our profits to feed my starving children. So Bogo, the acronym is buy one give one with us. That's huge. That's huge, and and ten percent is significant. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you it's see. a great organization. They make a huge impact around the world. Last year, they packed 364 million meals right here in Minnesota. And um, they have some other packing facilities around the country that they've been opening up, like in Dallas. Um, but it is a Minnesota company. Yeah. Um, they're incredible. Um, there are over 8,000 nonprofits in the U.S. Hmm. And there's a watchdog organization that sees the fiscal responsibility of each and every nonprofit in the U.S. And as a result, uh, they have ranked... Um, uh, feed my starving children as number are in the top one percent out wow. of all eight thousand nonprofits. That is incredible because of their fiscal responsibility. They ninety two cents out of every dollar goes to the end child that needs that uh, nutrition. That it's meal. awesome. So yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, the gentleman who started he's he's a Minnesota. Yeah, he actually guy, right? passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but he left him a major legacy that makes such a difference. That's huge. I love it. I, I think it, I think it's just really great that you guys are doing it. Um, great cause, great um, organization. And again, ten percent is is a that's a big give. 
you know, you see a lot of companies giving, you know, 1% or 2%, and but 10% is a big give, so I'm, nice job. Thank nice you. Nice work. <laughs> uh, we've got phone lines open, so if you've got questions, give us a call this morning, 651-646-8255. All right. Uh, when I think about pest control, I think about, um, I think I've had seven or eight different guys knock on my door in the last four <laughs> or five months. Yeah. Literally. No, I mean, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, they're just, I mean, I've never had so many people, especially from one industry or uh, knocking on my door and I've had seven or eight people. Uh, I don't, I think that there was probably four or five different companies. Um, you know, a couple guys came back twice, but, um, so, so what are the, what makes you guys different from the guys that are knocking on my door, you know, going door to door trying to sell services or, or, yeah. or contracts? Yep, great question. Um, the companies that are door knocking are they're sending or they're selling a service called a quarterly service plan, and what that is is it doesn't matter what your pest issue is. Um, they're going to promote that you go on a year round service plan, and it's serviced on a quarterly basis so once every three months a technician will come out to your house Mm -hmm. um that you'll get three services in the summer you know one in the spring one in the middle of the summer one in the fall and then you'll get one in the middle of the winter here in minnesota there's you know virtually no pest activity happening in the winter time (laughs) so that service is almost always unnecessary um there are cases where it is necessary so it's not you know a complete waste on every home, but most homes it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have insect activity here in Minnesota between April and October. So we design our services at BOGO around the pest activity here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We service them between the months of April and October for insects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, another thing that really separates us from most companies is we don't combine mice control with our insect prevention plan. If you're on a quarterly service plan, mice are included. Mm-hmm. But what they do to control it is they'll come into your house and they'll place poison bait blocks out. Uh, usually they're in stations or they'll throw out packets of poison um, either in the crawl spaces of the house, in the basement, uh, or in the attic. And the whole idea of that is the mice will eat the poison. They'll die in the unfinished areas of your home, like the attic or in <laughs> wall voids where you're hopefully not going to smell it. Yeah. Um, and that's their method of controlling it. Each service is about 15 minutes long. Yeah. So they're getting into your home, they're getting out. They're getting yeah. on to the next one. Um, th- those technicians are responsible for servicing anywhere from 18 to 36 stops a day. Our technicians um, will do a maximum of anywhere from 8 to 12 jobs mm-hmm. at the most. It depends on the types of jobs. Um, if we're doing mouse work, um, they might do four jobs a day because each service for mice will spend a minimum of two hours mm-hmm. at a home on our hands and knees, crawling around the exterior. We focus on how to seal up the house to stop them from getting in in mm-hmm. the first place. Yep. And that's imperative. If you're going to have a mouse service and the person coming isn't attempting to seal your home, you are literally throwing money right down the toilet. It, it always fascinated me uh, the the poisons, right? You know, because it, you know, who wants who wants to have dead mice in the attic or in the I, it's insane unfinished basement or in the walls or I, mean, I just it's disgusting. Is, <laughs> you know, not only that, like several calls this summer, and, and you're probably going to learn a lot about pests this this morning, hopefully. Um, but a lot of people think mice are a fall and a winter 
passed, but they're actually, we get calls every single day of the year on mice. Mm-hmm. They, if they, there's a hole in your house and mice have been in your home, um, the way mice operate is they urinate every 18 inches. It's gross, and I'm sorry we're, someone might be eating <laughs> breakfast right now, but um, that's a fact. Every 18 inches, they emit a micro-sized droplet of urine. We can't see it, but it's, it's uh, enough to communicate with each other. They're like dogs, yeah. um, and so they'll urinate on the ground, and that's important to understand because that urine trail actually leads to all the holes that are allowing them in your home. Huh. Once they come in, they know they'll follow the urine trail right to the attic where previous mice have nested. And um, so if you're not finding those holes, you can put all the bait out you want. The next new mouse that comes to your house is going to pick up on that pheromone trail <laughs> and they're going to find their way right back in the house. But, but, but Scott, uh, I know some people are listening and they're thinking, well, I got, I got a pretty new house. And so my house is, you know, 10 years or, or less uh, as far as the age. So I don't have to worry about that, right? Because there's no holes. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> well, we all know we're in Minnesota, right? And we have extreme temperature changes. Um, and when it does come to winter, if the mice didn't make their way in, they are going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that simple. I mean, a couple of years ago, we went through the polar vortex. <laughs> that was anywhere from 40 to 60 below zero. Um, if you're outside during that type of temperatures, you know, there's just no way to survive. Yeah. So um, they have to get in uh, to survive. So, yeah. yeah, if there are access points in your home, whether it's brand new or not, um, within a short period of time, they'll find their way in. So h- how small of an access point are we talking about? Um, a lot of people say the size of a pencil. That's actually a little bit too small. If you are able to stick your pinky in the hole, the diameter of your pinky is uh, basically the size of their skull. Huh. And a lot of people think that their skull is made of cartilage like in our nose where their skull is flexible it's not it's a hard skull if they can fit their head through the hole though the fact is they can wiggle their whole body through it so if you can stick your pinky through a hole they can get through that (laughs) so when we're going to seal up a home that's what we're up against yeah Uh, the challenge of finding all of those areas but i have a question yeah go ahead so could you solve that problem by just putting out a whole bunch of really good food so the mice get too fat to No, no. Dang it. I wish that were the case. No. Uh, Works for cats, right? <laughs> Actually, is that, is that a preventative? Have a, have a couple cats? You know, a lot of people use cats, um, but a cat would have, you'd have to have multiple cats uh, guarding all sides of the house. Um, <laughs> and if the trees are touching your roof line, they'd have to be in the trees stopping them as well. So oh, it's not a practical uh, solution. Mice are considered commensal, which means they'll live with us. They have no problem living with cats in the home. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They're not deterred by it. So, so if you have branches that are touching the roof, then they they just the mice climb up the trees. Yep. Their branches over to the roof, and then they get in through the the vents in the top, or what? It's actually one of the most overlooked ways that mice huh. enter a home. Uh, anyone that does mouse control, most people that do it are focusing on the foundation. However, mice are you can think of them like a junior squirrel. They have every ability that a squirrel does. They can climb almost any surface with texture on it. So like a cinder block foundation. I watched one the other day in a guy's garage run up the block just as fast as he could run across the ground. (laughs) So they have almost no limits when it comes to climbing. That's wild. Yeah. 
That's wild. And, and one other thing that's really important to understand about mice is the female mice, their only job is to reproduce. Um, as an adult, they're going to emit, or not emit, they're going to have anywhere from five to ten litters within a season. A normal year will be five uh, litters of an average of four per litter. So they're going to have an average of... They say in a normal year, 20 to 35 mice. Whoa. Last year, we had a, an anomaly where in the spring, if you remember, uh, it in April, the trees started to bud out. It looked like we were going to have spring, but then we had a massive snowstorm mm-hmm. that put the, the trees and the whole environment back into winter until the middle of May. Well, for the trees, that's a big deal. The trees think they're dying when that happens, and so... It's called a mast year. It's spelled M-A-S-T. And that is when the year, or excuse me, when the trees, um, when they come back out of that second hibernation, they use all of their energy to create seeds to save themselves. Uh So in a normal year, they'll produce X amount of seeds, but in a mast year, they'll double and triple that production. So when that happens, mice will normally, the normal scenario for a house is a mouse is living in the attic, During the day, sleeping. At night, they wake up. They come down the outside of the exterior. They make their way to the trees to get either helicopter seeds, acorns, or crab apples. Those are the three primary things that they uh, thrive on. They can also supplement their diet with insects. Um, They're considered omnivorous, so they'll eat anything, but they focus primarily on nuts. So they'll live in the attic. At night, they go out, get the nuts, and then they'll come back in, um, and they'll, they're coming and going from the house. That's one of the biggest revelations for people, because they think that once they get in, they're just searching inside for the food. Yeah, um, interesting. And it's it's also another reason why they survive all summer in the in the house as well. They they're not getting their food inside; they're getting it outside. So, huh? That's fascinating. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. So so you could have. You know, so with that, you could have mice that you just you never see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, just, that's really common. And it actually takes, normally what happens is the mice are building up their population in the attic all summer long. And then once we start getting radical temperature changes in the fall, like, the you know, a couple nights ago, it was 38 degrees when yeah. I woke up. Um, and when that happens, that same temperature is occurring in the attic. So that's uncomfortable for a mouse. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for bats. And those animals start to move down into the living space of the house. Huh. Uh, first, they'll go down in the walls where they can get warmth. But um, mice are operating, when they're traveling, they're navigating by their nose. They can see clearly about six inches in front of their face. But huh. beyond that, it's blurry. So when they're traveling, the main thing they're doing is sticking their nose to the ground and smelling their way along a previous urine trail from a mouse. Huh. Um, so if you're cooking food in your kitchen, they're going to head to the kitchen. They're yeah. usually following the pipes and the wires. Yeah. They'll come under the sink, um, you know, and then they'll come out from there. If you have a dog food bowl in the kitchen, they're going to rob the dog food out of the dog food bowl. <laughs> and then they'll set up a nest somewhere near that and exploit that. Yeah, so <laughs> that's wild, folks. We got the phone lines open at six five one six four six eight two five five. I've got a story about the dog food. We'll we'll 
I'll tell you when we come back from the break. But if you got real estate questions, you got pest control questions, give us a call. We've got Bogo Pest Control here this morning. Scott Dorn is uh, in the studio. We're live. The phone lines are open at 651-646-8255 is the call number. Love to hear from you. We're giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon this morning for the best real estate or pest control question. Give us a call. Win 50 bucks to Amazon. The best question is going to win. And the phone lines are open at 651 651- 646-8255 is the call number. Give us a call this morning. 651-646-8255. We have lots of free stuff at minnesotahometalk.com. Free list of non-MLS hot deals. Free market analysis on your home or investment property. Free home search tools. Free reports on buying, selling, and investing in real estate. Free mortgage pre-approval. Check us out online at minnesotahometalk.com. Folks, that's Minnesota Home Talk. Or... How does that, how do you figure that out if it's, you know, more of a, a mole thing and would they stay outside versus inside or, or, or what? Good question. Okay, so a mole is an animal that will only be outside only one time in 21 years have I seen one inside. It's where they had a dirt floor in the basement and it actually made its way into the basement. Um, that's a fluke though. Um, moles primarily eat earthworms. That's the main uh, crux of their diet. Um, 80 to 90% of it is earthworms. Uh, 10 to 20% of their diet can be supplemented by grubs and insects. So uh, their primary diet keeps them outside. They're a ground-dwelling animal. They dig. If you look at them, they're built um, just like a super digging machine with their padded paws um, so they're, they're in the ground. They're usually under the ground. They have an extensive tunnel system that, um, goes at least four feet below the surface, um, because that's how deep the frost line is here in Minnesota. And they do not hibernate. So they're active in their tunnel system below that four feet line, uh, throughout the winter. Um, and I mean, I could say a lot more about moles, but they don't come into homes. Um, and that's the difference. Mice will come into homes are considered commensal. So they like to live with us. Um, and yeah, so, so Scott, what's the difference between, uh, moles and voles? A mole is, uh, they eat earthworms, whereas a vole is focusing on the vegetation. So they're going to eat the vole is called a metal mouse. That's another name for them. So they look like a mouse, only they lack a tail. Uh, A mouse's tail is equal to the length of its body, whereas a vole has a little short stubby tail. Um, And the difference between mice and voles, too, is um, their um, voles are diurnal. They're active during the day, whereas mice are nocturnal. And uh, a mole will be active both day and night. So so the mole, that's the one that's, Digging the tunnels around yep. around the yard. Yeah, you can vole. tell those because when you're wa- sorry to interrupt you, no, but when you're, you're when you're walking on the grass, your feet will sink as you step on the tunnels. That's how you can tell that you have moles. Okay. Um, and and you'll notice that damage will occur when it rains. The earthworms are drawn to the surface when it rains, and then they'll yeah. follow their food source. Huh. And what they're doing is they're disconnecting the grass roots from the soil. Um, at right where the grass meets the soil is where their, their main hunting ground is. So, um, and then the voles, they make the tunnels on top of the grass. Yeah. What you'll see with those, they're like a mouse. So they're afraid to be out in the open during the day. They know a raptor bird can come down and get them. So during the summer months, they're going to be under low lying bushes. Uh, they'll run from bush to bush and they'll be in the grass. If the grass is longer than three inches, 
Um, so oh, interesting. Yeah. So real key important point for voles is you want the last uh, mowing of the year. You want to cut your grass as short as possible. Um, to eliminate a food source for yeah. them. They feel safe under the snow feeding on the lawn. That's okay. why in the spring when the lawn, when the snow melts, you'll see it's almost like veins on your arm. Yeah. The pattern of lines in the, in yeah. the grass will yeah. look like a vein. Um, but that's vole activity. And you'll see it usually comes out of, um, low-lying bushes, um, or especially spruce trees and, Particularly arbovita. They oh, really? love they love to chew on the huh. bark around the arbovita branches. So so if you so do they oh go ahead Tom. Uh, so do they also feed off of acorns as well? And is would you treat the area like where it's soft for the grass? Uh, if if you're talking about moles, are, are you asking if moles feed off acorns? Yeah. Um, no, yep. no. Their primary diet is earthworms and grubs and insects. So they do not eat any nuts. Only rodents eat nuts. So your voles, mice, squirrels. So when you're treating moles, um, a, the best way to treat a mole problem, you have two options. You can use traps. There's several different kinds of traps to set for them. Um, that's labor-intensive. The less labor-intensive method is to use earthworms um, that, well, they're not earthworms. They're shaped like an earthworm. They're made from a company out of Wisconsin called Bell Labs. Uh, for a homeowner, like if you go to Menards, you can see their trade name is Tomcat. Um, and they, they have a product called Tomcat Mole Bait. Uh, it's tw- like $20 for eight worms, um, last time I looked. And the idea is you put one worm in the active tunnels every five to ten feet. Um, and you want to leave those tunnels undisturbed for a week. You don't walk on the the area where they've, the tunnels are. That allows the mole to find the worm. Once they eat one worm, they're dead within 72 hours. Um, and the, the real important thing to understand about moles is in an average yard, you're going to have about six moles. Um, moles do not meet up during the year. If they do, they eat one another. They're carnivorous. Um, so they don't like meeting up with one another. They're a solitary animal. The only time they meet is between December and January. They'll meet up to mate. And it's important to understand they only have one litter per year of between two and four in the litter. So it's not like rabbits or mice where you're dealing with so many litters where you can have a tough time getting it under control. Um, moles, you're dealing with a you know a finite number, mm-hmm. and within a you know short period of time, once you learn how to identify the the tunnels in the yard, um, you'll know which ones to bait, and uh, it's pretty simple to control it after that point. And we offer a service where we come out to your home and we show you how to read the lawn and how to bait it so that you can be successful doing the service. Huh. That's fascinating. So so with the voles, should you, your, I'm thinking your yard, the last mow, so you said mow it really short. Yep. Um, should you bag it as well? Um, you know, that's a good question. You know, honestly, I don't, I, I, I believe they would eat it if you don't. So yeah, Yeah. as much as you can reduce that food source, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Ha. It's good stuff. Tom, great questions. We appreciate you calling in. You bet. Have a great weekend. Phone lines are open at 651-646-8255. You have pest control questions. We've got Bogo Pest Control here this morning, Scott Dorn. He's given us a lot of great information. Uh, it's fascinating stuff, actually. Uh, very fascinating. 
Uh, the phone lines are open if you'd like to win a $50 gift card to Amazon. Give us a call at 651-646-8255. That is the call number. Phone lines are open at 651-646-8255. All right, so we got moles. We got bowls. We got mice. How about rats? You got, you, do we have... Yeah, we do. do um, we? Rats are, you know, they're more of a major issue in Minneapolis and St. Paul proper in the city proper. Um, they are in the sewer system and the primary way that they'll enter a home normally um, will be up through the drains in the basement or um, a lot of times the mature trees in Minneapolis, for example, will the root systems will break into the sewer system yeah. and that'll allow rats to come out of the, the actual sewer. They'll get under a slab and if there's cracks in a basement floor, they'll come up <laughs> through that as well. So when we're looking at a rat situation, I'll just back up. If I go to a house in Minneapolis, for example, and they say, I have a mouse problem. Well, I first identify whether or not it's a true mouse problem or if in fact they are dealing with juvenile rats. One of the ways to tell between the two is if you're looking at the bottom of a mouse, it'll be a white belly. If you're looking at the bottom of a rat, it's typically either a real off-white or to a brown. Um, Another distinguishing feature is the feet are bigger on rats. The the ears are bigger on rats. So when you're looking at a juvenile, you can see the proportion of their feet and their head is different than a mouse. How about the tails? The tails are a unique difference too. The tail on a rat is uh, hairless. It's got rings on it, um, and it's it's uh, also a little bit longer than the length of the rat. Okay. So that's another distinguishing factor. So what's the biggest rat you've ever seen? Oh, my word. In a house one time in Minneapolis, I was I saw, well, I, I can't do the video. It's like about a foot long. <laughs> Honestly, I caught seven of them that were that big. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, uh, folks, phone lines are open. If you'd like to win a $50 gift card to Amazon, give us a call. Do you have questions about rats? Uh, give us a call this morning, 651-646-8255. We're talking about pest control. We've got BOGO Pest Control here. Giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon. Phone lines are open at 651-646-8255 is the calling number. 651-646-8255. All right, we've got a few minutes left in the show. Uh, Scott, I want to talk about... Uh, box seller bugs and the the stinky beetles. Okay, so now that the temperatures are dropping at night, uh, that that's a unique thing um, for insects. Insects are completely temperature driven. They do not know what day it is um, at all, so they're completely operating off temperature. The first night that it drops to forty degrees in the fall um, at night or below that, and then. Th- Within a couple days when it gets over 65 degrees, that weather pattern triggers box elder bugs, Asian lady beetles, and now our latest friend, uh, the brown marmorated stink bug, and wasp as well. They all want to overwinter inside a home so they're not directly exposed to the winter elements, which will kill them. So they're, as soon as that temperature pattern happens below 40, above 65 when that happens, they'll start heading to the south and west facing walls of your home, especially if they catch a lot of afternoon sun. They're attracted to the heat of those walls. They're drawn to it like a beacon, like a like a ship following, you know, a lighthouse. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, and they'll come to it, and then as soon as the temperatures get cold enough, they'll start congregating together, and they'll get behind the siding, and then they go into a hibernated state. They don't do any reproduction in the house. Um, they do very little damage. Um, they're classified as a nuisance insect. Um, primarily because they don't reproduce in the house. Huh. Uh, they come by the thousands, though, and some homes there are so many of them that um, it's just really disgusting. <laughs> They'll start when they, I mean, this is disgusting, but when they poop on the siding, they mark up the siding. Yeah. You can actually start to see it when there's so many of them yeah. on there. Um, and the Asian lady beetles have uh, a condition called reflex bleeding and what that means is when like let's say a cat picks up uh an asian lady beetle to eat it yeah the the beetle will emit an ooze out of the back end of its body to protect itself it's got a foul odor and a foul taste to it you'll see the cat spit it right back out there is no predator to an asian lady beetle really nothing will eat them in our country so (laughs) oh that's wild we got we're gonna go we got another phone line here we're gonna we got time to grab this evan it's like we got John's got vol questions. Hey, John, thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, every year for the past 10 years, I trap, successfully trap, two dozen or so voles. And I'm, I've done some homework. I know they're voles around the foundation of the house, primarily in one area. And what I do is I put the, an old-fashioned uh, yellow pressure-plated uh, mousetrap and I set it so the mouse trap, the, the yellow plastic pedal, is facing the foundation. So these voles, which I think are almost blind, run along the foundation. They trip the trap. That's the only thing that I've found to, that's worked for getting rid of voles. Other than those traps and keeping the food source, in this case the, the lawn level and clippings low, what else is available to take care of voles? Great question. So um, whenever I, I have to preface what I'm going to say with this, anytime you're using anything to control pests, you want to read the label of the product that you're using and you have to follow the label. Um, the label on every product that we use is the law. If you violate the label on any product, then you are violating the law. So um, with that being said, you want to read the labels of the bait um, that you're going to be purchasing. The best way to control voles is actually to use exterior rodent bait stations, and uh, it's a poison station. So it's basically a modified plastic station. You can buy them at Menards, Home Depot. You can get them online through Amazon. Do-it-yourself pest control.